Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco, or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Photo Taco. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me. Really quick, want to mention our very popular Facebook group over at facebook.com slash groups slash Photo Taco. Also, the usual pleading to go out and give us a review on iTunes would really help out the show. All right, my name is Jeff Harmon. I'm the hobbyist editor at improvephotography.com. In this episode, I want to talk a little about what it takes to go from crop sensor to full frame sensor. Had some questions on the Facebook group about it, and I thought I'd bump it up to the top of the list. So here we go. I have lots to say on the topic. I'm going to split it into two parts, and here is part one. First, let's talk about why would you upgrade? The cost can be significantly higher for the Canon 5D Mark III or the Nikon D810, a couple of awesome professional cameras. But uh, Canon and Nikon both do offer some really compelling pricing on entry-level full-frame bodies. The Canon 6D runs about $1,400 as of November 2015, and the Nikon D610 runs about $1,500, very very close from pricing. And, you know, that's roughly the same for the top-of-the-line crop sensor cameras from both. Canon 70 Mark II runs exactly the same price, $1,400 for the top-of-the-line crop as for the entry-level full-frame, whereas the Nikon D7200, you will save $400 because it only runs $1,100. A little bit more of a price difference there, but essentially that's not the reason not to just go full-frame. I do recommend beginners and hobbyists start out with full-frame, and here's why. It's because of the cost of the lenses. It's critical, and I'm gonna to explain to you why it's so important. But, you know, if you have a crop sensor camera, you got some kit lenses, most likely. Those lenses, they're fair, they're, they're decent, they're good enough, certainly, to get started on learning how to use your camera. Get you started and comfortable with like the manual controls and making sure that you, you know how to adjust the exposure triangle to capture what it is you want to get. But those lenses, they have, they have sharpness issues and they suffer pretty significantly from chromatic aberration. If you don't know what that is, go search for the Photo Taco episode on chromatic aberration. But that's why I recommend that pretty soon, after you've kind of become comfortable with operating your camera in manual mode, that you the next investment to make is getting a 50 millimeter prime. Canon and Nikon both offer great options with significantly better sharpness and handling of chromatic aberration without busting the bank. It's a great way to see how much difference good glass in front of your camera body makes in your photos. You should go check out my article on this topic by going to improvephotography.com and searching for Nifty 50, and you'll get some good information about why it is you should do that. Okay, if you stick with it, you got your crop sensor, you got your 50, then you're going to improve to the point where you're probably going to start to feel like you're being held back from better image quality by either the lenses or the sensor in your in your camera and you're probably going to hear it a ton that the full frame is so much better but i i want to suggest that before you go to full frame and before you go invest in any more lenses at that point if you're a beginner if you've just kind of got through the 50 and you're starting to feel pretty comfortable, 
go invest in some training first. It's much cheaper than a lot of this other gear, and you can still learn a huge amount from getting some training. You can go over to improvephotography.com. We have a, a training course there. We have a professional uh, portfolio review that you can buy, and they both are options that will really, really help your photography to move forward, even with the gear that you've got before you go spend a whole ton of money on, on increased gear. And if you don't do it through improved photography, that's fine. Go get some training somewhere. Go try that option before you invest more heavily in your camera equipment. I'm not saying you're not going to want to get there, but give it a try. It's cheaper usually than trying to improve to, to get more gear. All right, if you've done that, or if you want to skip that step <laughs> because you, you don't think you need it, then what you do next is lenses. Don't buy the full frame camera right after that because you won't be, have a lens to put on it. You need the holy trinity of lenses. That's what a lot of, of photographers call these. They are really high quality lenses, usually a constant aperture of f2.8, and in the focal range of 16 to 35, 24 to 70, and 70 to 200. And if you don't know what that means, you're not ready for this yet. You need to go back and study some more. You can also go check out a photo taco episode on focal length. I try to explain that. All right. So you get those, but you got to be prepared. They're expensive. $1,500 to $2,500 per lens. Yeah, like $5,000, $7,000 worth of lenses. No wonder Jim's so happy with his Fuji gear. It's so much cheaper. All right. But these lenses make a huge difference. Really, really significant difference. And the good thing about them is you can use them on your crop sensor body. You can't do the same than the reverse. It's maddening, but it's true. You can't take those kit lenses that came with your crop sensor camera and have them work, or at least work very well, on your full frame body. Now, it's a little different between the manufacturers here. With Canon, you physically can't put it on. Canon has two different mounts for their, their DSLRs. One is the uh, EFS mount for crop and EF mount for full frame. And they've designed the mounts so that the crop sensor lenses, if they're an EFS lens, it physically won't screw into the mount on an EF full frame camera body. So you can't use it. It just won't work. You can use EF lenses designed for full frame bodies on the EFS mounts on the crop sensors, but not the reverse. Nikon's a little easier because they both use F mounts, so you can put it on. In fact, if you put a DX lens, which is the crop sensor lens line in Nikon, onto an FX body, that's the full frame Nikon body, it'll work. And the, the FX camera will say, oh, I got a DX lens on, and I'm going to adjust. And the way it adjusts is to throw away a bunch of the photo that you take. The outside edges, a good portion of the outside edges get thrown away and you end up with a cropped photo. So it works, sort of. It's not really as good an experience. You won't get as much out of the sensor if you try to use a DX lens on an FX camera. You really need an FX lens to go on that camera. So that's the recommendation. Go get those three lenses and do that before you get a full frame, or at least one of them. You're not gonna be able to do anything with that camera body if you buy the full frame and you don't get those lenses. So get those lenses first, then you can consider buying a full frame. All right, that's it for this episode. Stay tuned for part two, where I'm gonna talk about a few more things I had to share about being prepared and what to expect if you upgrade to a full frame camera. 
Also, be sure to visit improvephotography.com for news, gear, and other photo tip articles from me and the other podcast hosts. It is the best way to improve your photography. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!